the Flushing girl from Flushing. The nanny named Fran. Oh, Mr. Sheffield. Uh, Miss Fine. Hello, and welcome back to Oh, Mr. Sheffield. It's a podcast that you've been listening to, hopefully, for multiple <laughs> seasons now. I am Shondi Pasquale, here with... Toria Sheffield. That's right. Uh-huh. We host this show where we talk about the Fran Drescher sitcom from the 90s called The Nanny. Mm-hmm. And this week we are talking about season two, episode 24, Strange Bedfellows. Mm-hmm. Um, which, do you know where that idiom comes from? Politician. Polit- yeah, politics makes strange bedfellows. Yeah, but do you know who, 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 uh, oh, no. who was it? Wait, let me guess. Let me guess. Let me guess. No. <laughs> Uh, Shakespeare. He originated the <gasps> term. The quote is, misery equates a man with strange bedfellows. It's from The Tempest. Oh, my gosh. Yep. I So I my reference to it, it comes from much later. Mm-hmm. Interesting. Yeah, yeah much later. Um, politics makes strange bedfellows. That was way later. Then the centuries after that, it was used by Edward Lytton, who wrote, poverty has strange bedfellows. But- why, is but, po- why? Where did politics make strange ballad films? I don't know, but our man uh, Willie Shakes—he originated it. That who, guy, man, you can't—you you can't escape him. The bard, I, I just, the immortal I, I, bard. They I were just, right when they said he's I, immortal. I can't. I just secretly don't believe it was one man. <laughs> no, it probably wasn't. It was it probably multiple people. Makes no sense. It's too good. It's too much. It's too good. Um, okay, this is the episode where. Fran, uh, there's a lot that happens, but the one that most people probably remember is that uh, Fran accidentally crawls into Mr. Sheffield's bed while drunk. Yes. But but really, this is, you know, the, the larger is- theme of this episode is she starts to fear what will happen to her after the children are grown. Yeah. Um, so that's what this episode is centered around. Doesn't this feel like one of those episodes where we don't get to the – thing until like the very very end and it's more used as like a button as opposed to like shouldn't this have been of like the second scene in the episode as Fran gets into his bed and then the rest of the episode unpacks all yes, of that. Yes, but you know what I I, I, under, I understand what you're saying in that like you're like oh usually like that would be the inciting incident but I thought that would be a much more boring episode to just explore. It's like you know um, oh no, we slept in a bed together. Did anything happen? And then we talk about that for the next like 20 minutes instead, or I guess 15 minutes. Um, but in this, you're actually exploring a much more interesting sort of emotional mm-hmm. um, beat, True. which is her fear and anxiety about becoming irrelevant as the children grow. Um, so it's like, I'd rather honestly watch an episode about that and then just have a really funny, outrageous moment. Um, yeah. You know, if I actually had to choose, um, but I, but I, I know, but also I, I do think that yes, like there is this instinct here of like it's it's like the whole uh, catching him in the shower naked. Yes. Um, but um, we basically in the opening scene establish that Fran's going to attend this little picnic in the park to celebrate the retirement of a nanny friend named Mona, um, and she has a fake cake made for the event, um, which is from a place apparently called Plaster of Paris. Plasters of Paris. Plaster of Paris is a real thing. I had no idea. God, I just am so, I'm not, I am so ignorant this week. Plaster of Paris uh, had like, it was like a franchise, I believe, because we had one in Florida. And basically it was a place where like you could go and you could pick out like a ceramic 
thing and then you paint it yourself and or you could oh. go and get pre-made things but like we used to have birthday parties there and stuff as a kid oh, where like everyone this- would go yeah we had something like this, but in, in my, I just, it wasn't called that where I was from. So, mm. but, um, but so it's like, she has this beautiful cake made that's actually just plaster. <laughs> and she tells Niles that it's because she's like, you know, you always spend money on a gorgeous cake and you bring it and then nobody wants it. Cause they're all on diets. And then she has, and then you can just carry it home like this. <laughs> she has it under <laughs> her, uh, under her arms. So she's so pleased with it. Um, and we also, in this opening, very briefly established that Mr. Sheffield has a cold, which will kind of affect some things later. Um, but it's just a little side note here. But so we then cut to the park where we actually get to see those other nanny friends again that we saw once like a year ago where we, we found out that Fran has other nanny friends. <laughs> um, <laughs> yeah. And- I was I was actually happy that they followed up on that. I was like, oh, yeah, we've met these nanny friends before. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, and so they're in the park and... And um, Mona enters and, um, you know, the, I, I did not recognize this woman, really. Uh, no, I mean, me I, neither. A, a I, little bit, but I didn't know where I placed her from. You yeah, know? Time Daily. Yes. Well, the, the audience is like, woo, and, you know, lots of clapping. So it's very clear that, you know, she is a guest star, right? Um, I and- wrote I wrote in my notes, is this Delta Burke? <laughs> <laughs> but so, no, it's Time Daily who – is best or at the time would have been best known for Cagney and Lacey, which is a show I had heard of and yeah. I knew was about two female detectives, but I didn't honestly know much more than that. Um, but, but so people she, might know her now for chasing, judging Amy. Ju- yeah, judging Amy. I was going to say chasing, chasing Amy. Amy. Yeah, she did James Allen Bond. Judging Amy and um, I think something else too that. Well, she's done like she did the Murphy Brown reboot, but I don't think anyone watched that. No, um, but yeah, but she, but she yeah. you know, was she pops uh, up and stuff. She's been in Grey's Anatomy and Burn Notice and Modern Family, and, and she was nominated for and won a number of Emmys um, in mm-hmm. her time as Cagney and Lacey. Um, and she was also like a big theater person, mm-hmm. like in the eighties. Like she did, she did uh, Rose and Gypsy, and so she she, she oh. did Masterclass with uh, Terrence McNally's Masterclass. Uh, so she was she's a a theater uh, lady too. She's okay. uh, treaded the boards, if you will. Okay. Well, so she shows up um, and she's actually incredibly depressed. And she <laughs> she basically says that, you know, she's like after raising a family on like Park Avenue for 20 years, she's now getting tossed out and is going to have to move into a dump in Queens and that she's mm-hmm. literally sacrificed the best years of her life to just like move on and be forgotten, yeah. you know, which, which echoes some of the things we had heard in, um, the uh, what was the one called where we meet Mr. Sheffield's nanny? Uh, oh yeah, um, I'm, I'm blanking on it, but you know we we have some of these themes before, like Fran. Um, but but so she's very depressed, and this obviously disturbs Fran. Um, yeah. And Mona goes, "Don't worry, Fran. This won't happen to you because you know we're nothing alike. Like, like you chose to be a nanny. I just kind of fell into it after I was working at a bridal shop in Flushing Queens, <laughs> and my boyfriend kicked me out in one of those crushing scenes. And Fran's sort of like, stop, stop. And then <laughs> it does. It did. I I love when people talk songs. I, it's my favorite thing to do is turn songs into dialogue. So I this just I I love. I adored this scene. No. <laughs> Basically, you know, Fran's like, please stop, because it's even just become a layer more disturbing. Mm-hmm. Um, and then it, that scene ends with um, the woman seeing her ca- the cake and going, 
plaster of Paris. I used to do that all the time too. And Fran literally runs out screaming. Yep. Um, and the, we should say this woman is about, you know, like 25 years older than Fran. So it's yes. kind of like looking into Fran's future. Um, and the next scene, we're back. Fran's complaining sh- to Niles. Um, and uh, yeah. she goes, uh, she goes, as long as you can put a tea bag in a cup of water, you've got a career. And he looks so offended. Yeah. Yeah. Like, it's cause she's like, you've got nothing to worry about. Yeah. <laughs> There's nothing to being a butler. Mm-hmm. Um, we also established that it's Cece's birthday is coming up and she desperately wants to know um, what Mr. Sheffield got her. Right. Um, and it's actually funny too because Fran had bought brought a little gift to that picnic, um, and she didn't end up giving it to that woman, Mona. And so she comes back in to the kitchen, or she comes into the kitchen where Niles and Cece are, and she's holding this little wrapped gift. And Cece's just like, oh, "Miss Fran, is this for my birthday?" And you know, Fran's like, um, "Yeah." And uh, Cece takes it and looks at it, and she goes, "To Mona, like." who's Mona? And Fran thinks, and she goes, uh, it's your Hebrew name. <laughs> and Cece looks so thrilled, um, and walks out. And, um, I don't know. Did you have a Hebrew name? Yeah. What's yours? Shmuel. What? Shmuel. S-H-M. How do you? M- S-H-M-U-E-L. Shmuel. 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 It's so such a schlubby. Yeah, it sucks. Sh- it's the worst. It's is the that, worst. And, the- and, and you know why? It was because they don't have like an equivalent Shmuel. of Sean. So they were like, you'll be Shmuel. And I was like, oh, good. But it's like, so, cause it's also like Shmua is such a schlubby sounding. Yeah, like, and, and it, it sounds like a whale. It sounds what? like I'm drunk and vomiting <laughs> in my own mouth. <laughs> my name's Shmuel. <laughs> But so, um, anyway, so that's that's the context for that joke. Uh, it's also being- a character in The Boy in the Striped Pajamas, so. Ooh, hmm. we didn't make it dark. Thanks. <laughs> no, nobody, nobody wanted to go there when we're joking about Jews. Um, one thing that also happens in this scene when Fran is sort of just like bemoaning her eventual fate to Niall, she's like, you know, the reality is as soon as uh, Gracie graduates, I'm history. And then at that point, Gracie comes in and we haven't seen Gracie in quite a while. She's also hit a bit of a growth spurt. Like she definitely yeah. isn't like the little baby, like baby girl that, that mm-hmm. we'd seen for a long time. And she's like, Fran, have you seen my math book? And Fran goes, honey, what does it matter really? She's like, enjoy <laughs> yourself, watch some cartoons. I mean, so what if you're held back? Second grade could be the best four years of your life. <laughs> um, and then like sort of like, you know, pats her out of the room, which was just very funny. And the next scene, Fran comes down the stairs and she is in this tight yellow sequence gown. It's like very, very over the top glitzy because she's going to Mona's like official retirement party, which was like scheduled for that Saturday night. And it was the one being thrown by her employer um, at some fancy hotel in Manhattan. And actually we had established in a previous scene that when Mona was really depressed, she was like, I've been working for them for over 20 years. Like, and they're already turning my bedroom into a cedar closet. And she like starts to cry. The other thing that we established right before she comes down the stairs is that Sheffield is still sick. And Niles, (laughs) he comes downstairs and Niles is like waiting with his medicine. Mm -hmm. And he's got He's like, uh, I'm going to take my medicine now. And then Niles is like staring at him <laughs> and he's like, what? You don't have to stare at me. I'm going to take it. And then he like hesitates 
And then Niles is like, I mixed honey into it, sir. And he's like, oh, thank you. And then he takes it, <laughs> which I, I like when they infantilize Mr. Sheffield. Yes, me too. <laughs> such, a baby, such a baby man with Niles. Because yes. um, he also then gets so huffy and puffy when anybody insinuates that, like, you yes. know, he is not a established, a, you know, stately man. Yes. <laughs> um, but so, we, yeah, we establish that he's still taking cold medicine. And he also sees Miss Fine in the dress. And he's like, oh, you look lovely. And he's like, you know what? Go off and have a wonderful time tonight. And he's like, and you know what? Take the day off tomorrow. You've been doing such a great job. And she's like, oh, yeah. thank you, Mr. Sheffield. So that happens. And then there's yeah. a knock at the door and Mona appears. Yes. And Mona's in this like, like equally over-the-top sequence gown. And she has a drink in her hand and she's already a little tipsy. And she's like, Fran, guess what? I don't have to – she goes, I don't have to go back to Queens. And you know why? And Fran goes – because your boss says you don't have to move out because the reason he never remarried after his wife died is because he's secretly been in love with you all these years. <laughs> and he just wrote, wow, loaded. Yep. <laughs> and then money goes, no, I'm moving to Florida to live with my mother. And she's like, yeah, I have to share a bed with my grandma, but she hardly moves. I just have to get used to sleeping on rubber sheets, which is like such a sad, <laughs> gross joke. It was, made me so sad. So sad, um, yeah. And, and then, you know, Fran literally looks crestfallen because now she's like, oh my God, like not only am I going to be like, you know, kicked out on the street and irrelevant once these kids grow up, but my fate will be to like live with my mother and grandmother in Florida. And yeah. so then Mona says, come on, my boss got, gave me the limo for the night and there's a full bar. And Fran's like, oh, you know, I don't drink. I'm, I'm such a lightweight. And Mona's like, huh, yeah, I never used to drink either. But just wait till the first time your boss tells you to take the day off because you're doing such a good job. And Fran's like, what? Because that had just <laughs> happened just to her. Said, yeah. <laughs> and then she's like, it's the beginning of the end. It means they don't really need you anymore. Uh, <laughs> which uh, Fran's like, maybe I'll have one drink. Yeah. Cut to, it's nighttime. She literally swings back into the Sheffield mansion <laughs> on the door because she's so drunk. And it's like hammered. Like, yeah, great beat of physical comedy. Like she's yeah. obviously drunk so much. She walks upstairs and falls into a plant in the hallway. Yes, like, yes, it's yes. really good. It's, yeah, lots of great. Sells it. She sells it. And she's so drunk that instead of going into her bedroom, she stumbles into Mr. Sheffield's bedroom. But she's clearly completely unaware that she's in the wrong room. And she's literally like singing to herself. She's like, she she checks her makeup in the mirror, but she's looking at a portrait of Mr. Sheffield's mom. Yes. And she goes, oh, I got to dye my hair. Yeah, yeah. Like she's so far gone. And she's like doing this and that. She goes into his closet. It's interesting because she comes out – in like a nightgown or a slip. And I was like, maybe she had a slip under the dress and that's what we're supposed to infer. I, I didn't know how she got into that thing, but oh well. Um, yeah, I just assumed she was wearing it under her dress. Okay. She just goes in the closet to take her dress off and hang it up. And then she comes out and she's like, oh, I got too many pants suits. Yes, that's what <laughs> she said. And then and Mr. Sheffield is like completely knocked out because he's been on this cold medicine. So he's just asleep this whole time. Um, and then she crawls into bed and just passes out next to him. Yeah. We then have this other great scene where Niles comes in in the morning because apparently another one of his duties is to wake Mr. Sheffield up. <laughs> <laughs> and, and he comes into the room and he pulls the curtains open to let sunlight in and he instantly sees Fran and Mr. Sheffield in bed. And they're like – and Fran is like – 
their like bodies are entwined as if they've been like cuddling in the night. They're entangled in sleep. Yeah. And he instantly gets this huge smile on his face. He is like so thrilled about this development and he ends up pulling the curtain closed, kind of quietly tiptoeing out. And then he sees this little bowl of rose petals and he literally like throws it at the back. Like he is so thrilled. He thinks it's finally happened. I love um, that beat, by the way. The throwing the roses was such a good time. Yeah. Yeah. He was so great. And he literally goes down the stairs with like a skip in his step. And Cece walks in, and it is now her actual birthday. And when Niall sees her, he lights up even more. Yeah. And he's literally like, oh, I was just about to bring Mr. Sheffield his breakfast. And because you know how amazing and happy he feels when someone does that for him. Because he clearly knows that Cece's going to be like, I'll do it. I'll do it. Which she, of course, does. And he's like, oh, no, Miss Babcock. Like, you shouldn't. And she's like, wait. It's because my birthday present's in his bedroom, isn't it? And he's like, oh, you know me too well, Miss Bevrock. <laughs> it's so mean. So she grabs the tray. She runs upstairs, opens the door, turns on the light, and sees Fran and Mr. Sheffield there in bed. And she literally screams, which jolts Mr. Sheffield awake. And he's like, what are you doing in here, Cece? And, he's, and she's like, what is she doing here? And like points at Fran. So then like Fran kind of jolts awake. And now let's just start singing happy birthday, Miss Babcock. Because <laughs> <laughs> um, it's this huge mess. Another day is here and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Mr. Sheffield orders Niles and Cece out of the room and then it's basically like, you know, Miss Fine, like, I'm sure there is a logical explanation for this, even though, like, I can't figure it out now. And he's basically like, you know, like, what the hell are you doing in here? And she basically explains that, like, she drank too much the night before. She's really going through something and, like, mm-hmm. assures her. But, but then he's like uh, – but she assures him that, like, absolutely nothing happened. And he's like, oh, how can you possibly know that? Like, you know, you were drunk and I was on cold medicine. And she's like, because I happen to know that I always have itchy ears the day after. And, and she's like, don't you have, you know, any little quirks after something like that? And so they're, they're both clearly dancing around, like, did they have sex? Yeah. And she's like, no, we didn't because, like, I don't have my ears thing. And he's like, well, I – I guess I always sing. And she's like, yeah. what do you sing? And he's like, Georgie girl. And she's like, oh, that's funny. I've been working here almost two years and I've never heard you sing. And she stops realizing that like, you know, <laughs> she just hasn't had sex in like two years. Um, and anyway, she kind of just is like apologizes and, and leaves. That evening, Mr. Sheffield's in his office with Niles and he, you know, kind of like brings this whole thing up again. And he's like, oh, Niles, the whole thing was so humiliating with Miss Babcock coming in. And he's like, but... I have to admit, I I have forgotten how nice it was waking up. 
to a bed that smells like perfume. You know, like it was nice waking up next to a woman. And he's like, I just, I just wish I knew what was bothering Miss Fine. Right. And, and then he goes, oh, wait, I'm talking to Liz Smith. Who's <laughs> <laughs> a fam- gossip, famous gossip yeah. columnist. Yeah. yeah, she was known as the Grand Dame of Dish. Yeah. Um, and at first, Niles pretends to be resentful, but then he's like, but according to my sources, yes. <laughs> um, he's like, you know, Miss Fine is worried about the golden years. And um, he goes, oh, no, they canceled her favorite show. <laughs> yeah, he says it super earnestly, which yeah. it made me laugh because, A, he like – he knows her so well that to him, he does know that that would really upset her probably and put her in a funk. And he's like genuinely concerned. And then Niles is like, he literally looks like so exhausted. Like he's always like so many steps ahead of Mr. Sheffield. And he's like, no, no, no. Like she's worried about her future with this household. And Mr. Sheffield's like, oh, okay. And he finally gets it. Um, and the next scene is she's Fran is sitting in the living room trying to figure out a fallback option. Yeah. And so she's like clearly doing some like random like tracing game on the back of like a cereal box or something. Like, cause she's thinking maybe she could like be an artist. Like she, she's just super lost right now. Um, at which point the door rings and it's Mona and she is like glowing. And she's <laughs> like, Fran, I'm not going to Florida. I'm getting married. And Fran's like, Oh, to who to who? And she's like, my boss. And she goes, you know, he, after last night's party, he, he asked if he could talk to me back at the house and he gave me this ring and, and she goes, and you know how they're turning my room into a cedar closet? It turns out it's for me. And then she goes, for me. And she like dances out. And I don't know about you, but I was genuinely really happy for her in that moment. Yeah, me too. And I, yeah. I and it was like interesting foreshadowing for like where the show is obviously going to eventually go. Yes. Um, which it uh, sounded like, you know, again, when we talked to Peter, it, it sounded like they always knew that the show, that's where the like logical end of the show would be. Well, yeah, I think they wanted it to end with a wedding. That's how they wanted it to end, you know? Um, Yeah. But so I think think a perfect end for this show, and I'm sure that, you know, they had talked about this ad nauseum, um, is it's seeming like maybe Fran was going to leave and her time was coming to an end. And like that exact thing would have happened, you Mm -hmm. know, that that he proposed. Um, I think it would have been like amazing. Um, But so Mona leaves and then Mr. Sheffield comes in after having mulled over, you know, what, Niles had said to him earlier about what was really bothering Fran. And he literally, he's like, Miss Fine, uh, may I talk to you? And he sits her down on the couch and he sits across from her on um, a little step stool. So he's almost, almost kneeling, almost even though he's kneeling. not. Yeah. And he takes her hand at which point. And he's like, Niles, I'm going to always take care of you. Oh, no, like, no. But, but before he even starts that, Niles comes in literally singing, to, like humming to himself. He puts a bottle of champagne down with glasses, <laughs> lowers the lights, and then like dances out. And, you know, yeah. like Fran's like, She's like, Mr. Sheffield, like, what is this all about? And he's like, I don't want you to worry about things, you know, when the children are grown. What I'm saying is, I, yeah, that's when he's like, I want to take care of you. And she literally thinks she, he's about to. She goes, up. wait, let me call my mother. <laughs> and then she's like, wait, no, no, I'll fill her in. But she does use her teeth to take off a ring she's already wearing and then spit it on the floor. <laughs> Which is like, when you think about it. It's so funny and it seems so easy and effortless, but like just thinking of that, that joke, that physical joke is so creative. Good. Yeah. yeah <laughs> you know, yeah. and like to, to, and the idea to write that in a script, but then have the actress pull it off. Yeah. It's like, 
That's it's, the thing. Did you watch the uh, Lucy movie? The being I, of Ricardo's? I haven't seen it yet. I really oh, it's on it. Amazon. You should watch it. It's fantastic. But man, <laughs> she really channels Lucille Ball uh, in so many ways. Like her performances, her love of physical comedy, like the way they they even wrote the show, mm-hmm. like her involvement. Like it's really interesting. Um, there's a, there was a lot of par- when I was watching that movie, I was thinking like, oh, there's so many parallels to the way Fran has has really run Fran Drescher. Oh yeah, her. her career um, um so yeah so basically he he builds all of this up and she's like ready for it and then he's like i'm gonna buy you a condo and she's <laughs> like excuse me and he's like a condominium he's like for you to live in when you retire like you'll be taken care of like you never have to worry and she's like oh okay and then <laughs> at first she's at first her first instinct is to be outraged but then it sinks in for like one more second and she's like will it have shutters and would it allow pets <laughs> Mm-hmm. And then, and he's like, well, "Whatever would make you happy." And yeah. she's like, "Totally satisfied." And, and then, then they then- get to Niles <laughs> spying on them, and he just goes, "Oh, this is going to take forever." Yes, <laughs> yes, yes. So he's he's like so disappointed, and he's like, "These two, <laughs> yeah, like these two idiots are are just not getting getting the obvious." Yeah. And so then you know they kind of like you know. It all feels resolved and they're, they both start going their separate ways. Like she heads down one hallway and he heads sort of down another one. And as they're saying goodnight, Fran starts to itch her ear. Yes. And Mr. Sheffield starts singing Georgie Girl to himself. Yes. And then realization dawns. They're, on, they're both on like opposite sides of the same wall. She's like looking in a mirror and he's like just like puttering about. But they're like literally on opposite sides of a wall. And – um. And then they kind of like both realize, like she hears him, I think, right? And she starts mm-hmm. to like peek around the wall, and then he like peeks around the wall, and they both like look at each other, and, and like she's scratching her ear as she's peeking around the wall, and he's like, Bleh! yeah. And that's what we sort of that's the freeze frame. freeze frame. Yeah. And then and then I'm just like, that's actually a, a huge huge beat to end on. So it's like, did bone? Like it's never it's never gonna I think be addressed. It's never again. gonna be brought up. But yes, the implication was that. At some point in the night, and look, you as you pointed out, when we see them in the morning, they're entangled. So it seems like, yeah, maybe at some point in the night, <laughs> he felt a body next to him, and she felt a body next to her, and then they just started like doing Na- stuff. Nature took its course. Yeah, I mean, yeah. who's to say? But I mean, a lot of questions like, about consent it, there. But. It's just um, <laughs> the thing is, hey, there's no problem if neither of you are consenting. <laughs> I don't know if that's how that works. Cancels each other out. But um, (laughs) the thing is, um, it's it is a when you actually take a step back, it is a huge implication for what is kind of just little funny throwaway joke. Yeah, Um, no, it really is, and it's it was it's interesting that they they were like, all right, this is the beat we'll go out on, and they didn't really take they don't really treat it like a huge implication, but it is. Yeah. Because I guess the reality is both these characters just would probably realistically never speak of it again. So they could just yeah. like move on with it. Or, um, you know, they're both just really happy. Like they're both, I, I don't know. Yeah. They're, they're having a good day. They're having a good day now. Um, uh, and that's the episode. That's the episode. Um, all right. So segment time. Mm-hmm. Let's do it. And now segments. So. Segments. Yeah, no, I think we should move on to segments. I to say we can move on to our segments. And now segments. Segments uh, with Sean and Toria. 
we hit a lot of the best mm-hmm, lines, mm-hmm. you know. Um, although we didn't when when Cece is trying to right before she takes the food upstairs and catches them in bed, Niles is really like working her up. And he's like, and he's like, what's up there, Niles? Is my present in her in the bedroom? And and he's like, I wouldn't say. And and then she's like, come on, Niles, tell me what Maxwell's getting me for my birthday. I'll give you 50 bucks. And he goes, No, but if you tell me your age, I'll tell you. And then she pulls more money out of her purse and she goes, 75. And he goes, See, that wasn't so hard to admit. (laughs) Yes. Also in like that same scene. She's like, Niles, you're not going to get my goat. And he goes, why? Did you two get engaged? <laughs> <laughs> um, and then I like the Hebrew name joke. Um, and then I just wrote, I just loved the Fran drunkenly coming into Miss Sheffield's room scene. And I yes. love Niles discovering them in the morning. Yes. It was just great. It was so great. great. It was so great. Um, like, again, another episode with really strong physical comedy beats. Because also her stumbling up the stairs and mm-hmm. falling into the plant and checking her 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 lipstick in the in the picture and thinking it's a mirror. I mean, it was just all good. Yeah, it was so great. And then um, for Yiddish, they used And the as word- we noted, like, five episodes ago when they introduced Mr. Sheffield's bedroom set, and I was like, well, they didn't build that to use that once. So true. So true. So let's hope we get a lot more... Yeah, well, a lot more situations season getting them. three. Um, um, for Yiddish, uh, she says she was schnockered, which was Yiddish for drunk. Yes, yes. um, I've heard that word, yeah. And it's one of those words where it's like, even if you know nothing about Yiddish, you, you get what she's saying, yeah, schnockered. Um, and Schmail, um, Schmail, last night, Schmail, um, how schnockered were you last night? Uh, I not last night, but New Year's Eve night. Uh, I was pretty. I got pretty, pretty drunk. You heard it here first. Schmeal, Schmoil <laughs> got pretty drunk. God, at least get it schnock- right. Oh my Shmoyle god, Schmoil got pretty schnockered. Schmoil got super schnockered. <laughs> Say that three times. Fast. Um, so, and then for Nanny trivia, um, I actually got this from one of our really awesome listeners who sometimes sends us really fun facts about the nanny and. Her Instagram handle um, or their Instagram handle is Le Petite Sparks, and they have worked in production for like twenty years and know some, you know, always great fun fact um, yeah. source. And this this is trivia that ties into a slight, like not corrections corner, but ties into something that we talked about a few weeks ago, where you had mentioned that there was a lot of McDonald's references in this one episode, and yes. you had actually look to see if there was like any if Fran Drescher had like been in a McDonald's collab or anything like that and you couldn't find it. She said that during the nanny's run, Fran Drescher was in commercials for Hanes, Hosiery, Three Musketeers, and Pizza Hut and there were casual references to those brands throughout the show's run. Oh, interesting. Yeah. Yeah, So McDonald's got it. It must have been something for somebody. Yeah, because it yeah, it was it was right? in it a lot. Like the jokes were funny. Like it didn't seem like they were just like thrown like uh, shoehorned in. But no, but it, it was, was mentioned a lot. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, also, nanny trivia. This one comes from IMDb. But Mona's last line, where she goes, you know, it's it's all because it, she reveals that the cedar closet was being built for her, and she goes, "It's for me, for me, for me." <laughs> um, that is a nod to Gypsy. The uh, that's a line that Mama Rose says in Gypsy, mm. and Tyne Ty, Ty Daly played Mama. Rose. I love Gypsy. Gypsy's a good, good show. Yeah, I I like Gypsy even as like a younger kid when it really yeah. made no sense stuff. I, when there was really no understanding of like I remember the scene when 
uh, when Rose's like uh, boyfriend is like, if you put her in this show, I am leaving. And then I was like, what's the big deal? It's just a fun show because it's, it's, she's famously putting her daughter in a burlesque show because they're desperate <laughs> for money. <laughs> I was like, all these ladies seem really nice. I love the butterfly. <laughs> um, but so um, in terms of the Fran or mm. the Cece, in this episode, I just on an emotional level, I relate to Cece. In, and I yes. think I, I just wrote – I realize I relate to Fran and Cece when they're at their saddest and most neurotic. Yes. Like I never relate to it when it's like, you know, Fran winning a kissing contest or like, right. you know, Cece being rich. But like when when they're at their most when neurotic. When sad and yes. vulnerable. <laughs> yes. I'm like, I'm like, you know, it sucks to really, really like be in love, like to be like fixated on someone and just be like, oh no, like they, now they're dating so-and-so. Like, you know, I feel like that was me in my 20s all the time. I don't know that I related to anyone necessarily in this because I don't really get drunk. Like I've never really gotten blackout drunk, mm-hmm. you know, that's not, I mean, and I, and I've never I, like, I, yeah. So I, I, I don't know. I felt like uh, I related to Niles the most. In that, in that, uh, I want friend and Mister. Yeah, I see. Together. I see. I see. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> I thought you were going to be like in that you uh, wanted to torture. And I hate uh, Cece. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> you wanna, I also had a blonde kick woman me in my when life. I'm down. Yeah. <laughs> so you just like kicking me when I'm down? Is that yeah. What? <laughs> yeah, I I uh, revel in your misery. <laughs> yes. Um, but yeah, I see. Uh, yeah, yeah. It, I don't know. That was the closest I could get. As mm-hmm. I, I was like, oh yeah, I also would operate the same way. When if I if I knew two people that were that destined to be together, I think I would also play play the uh, the Cyrano. The Cyrano. Yeah, the Cyrano. Exactly. Um, Okay. Um, so, well, that was an episode. Yeah. Uh, shorter than last week, but I think uh, we packed a powerful punch into a minimum amount of time. Yeah. And, and like we said, so if, for the listeners, a little insider knowledge, we recorded this week's episode and last week's on the same day. So we have just been on a uh, – I'm trying to find a name for Fran and Mr. Sheffield together. I'm thinking – uh, Shran. <laughs> Shran. Yeah, that's perfect. <laughs> We've been on a, sh- a Shran, Shran high the last couple hours because these that's have right. been such strong, strong Shran. episodes. And uh, we're coming to we've got two episodes left in season two, so it'll wow. be interesting to see if if they go like these were two very strong episodes that felt like oh that could have been a great season finale either one of these. So I'll be interested to see if the final two of the season are as strong or if it was the network was like, Hey, you get to do two extra episodes this season. And they were like, Whoa, Whoa, Whoa. Um, <laughs> Ooh. Uh, yeah. Perfect. Um, um, so yeah, we've got the chatterbox and Fran gets mugged, which seems uh-huh. like a dour way to end the season, but I know I'm very season. curious if it's going to like, um, be like a very be, special episode. Yeah. It was going to be a very special episode or not. Yeah. They're like, well, stay out of the park. <laughs> mm-hmm. um, um, all right. Well, that's the show. That's we a did, show. Oh, but before we go, we should say, uh, if you enjoy this show, go to uh, Apple Podcasts and Please. rate and review it. You can also now rate and review on Spotify. So if you listen to it there, drop a drop a rating and a, and a review for us because it helps more people find the podcast in the future. And if you want to interact with us, uh, go to Instagram or Twitter and look for Oh Mr. Chef Pod with two Fs. And uh, tell us what you think about stuff. Yeah. And I'll say this. Um, 
we definitely have devoted listeners and we have our little base, but like we're by no means like such a big, big podcast that like, A, we don't get really, really helped by by reviews yeah, and ratings. Yeah, it's super helpful. It yeah, genuinely like really helps people yeah. find the show. We're, and- yeah, we're at that stage where it's like really makes a huge difference. And also we're at that stage where like, we love reading them. It makes us so happy. We're not just, there's not like, you know, you'll go on and you'll realize like, it's not like it's like, oh man, so many thousands of reviews. It's like, no, no. We, we read the, the ones Every that we have. Every single one and it genuinely brings joy. Yeah, yeah. So, <laughs> Validation. Um, so please do um, if you're yeah. enjoying this because um, we enjoy doing it so much. Uh, yeah. So we will see you guys next week. Yep. All right. Bye, Toria. Goodbye, Sean, forever. <laughs> <laughs> The blushing girl from blushing, the nanny named Fran. Oh, Mr. Sheffield. Uh, Miss Fine.